I hear my wife sings, I always, there's only one thing I would have done different. And that is, had I known what I know now, I would have married her a whole lot sooner. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I had, I had, I had no clue. I was one of those starry-eyed kind of, you know, young, immature young guys and just was looking at the, you know, the beauty, the physical appearance and all that kind of stuff. Didn't know all this was in store. But God has a way. God has a way. We want, we want to thank God for the, for the temptation this morning that blessed us with Silent Night. <laughs> uh, praise God. Praise God. It's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, that song is just a beautiful song. And then my wife comes with Bethlehem Morning. Wow. When I think about the goodness of God and all he's done for me, my soul cries out. Because the amazing thing, he didn't have to do it. All the stuff that he's done for us, he didn't have to do it. So I thank God for the opportunity to be able to share the word with you today. And I want to do that. And uh, again, I want to continue to remember our pastor and our assistant pastor and our families as they take a little time off and pray for them as uh, they do that. So today we want to share with you the, really the testimony of the shepherds. Uh, why these shepherds? When was the last time you heard somebody preach about shepherds? Well, they're in the scripture. And because they're there, I believe God would have us to say something about these shepherds. So if you'll turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 2, and we're going to read a few verses, and then I want to share with you from the Word of God about the testimony of these shepherds, these shepherds. Start at verse 8. It says, in the same country, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I'll bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. You will find this, this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. To God be the glory. Gracious God, our Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the testimony of these shepherds. Father, we ask now that you, through your Holy Spirit, would speak to each of our hearts, that you would guide us into your truth. And however and whatever you choose to do today, we will bless you and we'll thank you for it. We give you praise, Lord, and we love you for sending your son to die on the cross so that we can have a relationship with you. We give you praise and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I should have been crucified. I should have suffered and died. I should have hung from a cross in disgrace. But Jesus, God's son, took my place. These shepherds, these shepherds, these shepherds, these shepherds, they were just simply ordinary people doing what they were doing on this particular night of the birth of Christ. And they were just out there doing what they had done before. Nothing unusual, nothing different for them. They were doing their job. They were taking care of their responsibilities. But they didn't know that their lives were about to be changed forever. You know, my friends, when the Lord Jesus Christ comes to your life, 
he doesn't just change your life, but he changes your life forever. Forever. Because when you accept Christ as your personal Savior, all of your sins, past, present, and future, are done away with forever. He gives you life eternally forever. And there's nothing on this side that's, that's, uh, that's permanent. Everything on this side is temporary. Temporary. He's going to give us new bodies Bodies that'll never get sick, bodies that'll never get old. He's going to do that. But in the meantime, everything that we see in this world is temporary. But the good news of that is that God, when he changes your life, he changes your life forever. And your life as a Christian shouldn't remain the same. Now, if your life as a Christian, no matter how long you've been a Christian, if your life remains the same as it was when you first accepted Christ, see me after church. We need to talk. If nothing has changed, we need to have a serious conversation. Serious conversation. So these shepherds, these shepherds were out there in the, in the night watching over their flock, and they were doing what they had done before. And they didn't know that their lives were about to be changed forever. Now, why would God write about these shepherds? You know, the scripture really doesn't tell us why. But we do know that he wrote about them. And since he wrote about them, he must have wanted us to know something about these shepherds. He wanted to know something about what happened that night of Jesus' birth. The Bible says in the same country, in the same country, they were out in the fields keeping watch over their flock. And notice what it says, by night. That's very significant, by night. And, and, and who are these shepherds? Who, who, are these, who are these men who were out there that night, lives are about to be changed, doing what they had always done, and they had no idea that their lives were about to be changed forever. So who are these shepherds? They are simple men with simple lives. You know, a lot of times we try to impress people with our knowledge. We try to impress people with our degrees, and we try to impress people with our houses, and we try to impress people with our cars, and we try to impress people with our clothes, and all these kind of things, and yet God is not impressed with any of that. He's not. God could care less about that. But we have to make sure that we are living a life as a Christian that's, that's, that's pleasing to God. These men, they, they lived a simple life. They lived a simple life. Uh, 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 they, they, really, they lived a life of loneliness because they, were, they, they stayed constantly with the sheep. Tell you about it later. They couldn't even go into the, they couldn't even, in other words, they couldn't even go to church. They couldn't. Because based on the Levitical law and everything, they were ceremonially unclean because they had to deal with blood as it relates to the lamb. They had to deal with uh, dead animals and all this kind of stuff. And so based on that, they were ceremonially unclean. They couldn't even go to church, even if they wanted to. They couldn't. But they didn't know that their lives were about to be changed forever. They, they, they were considered spiritual outcasts. And a lot of times, the very people whom we think are not important, God looks at them in an entirely different way than we do. You know, that person that you pass on the street, and you see that homeless person and all of that, thank God our young people and others are going to be going out there at Christmas Day to, to share with them and all of that. But you know, they're important to God. And God doesn't look at them the same way that you and I would look at them. God looks at them from an entirely different perspective. These shepherds were considered a spiritual outcast. They stayed constant with the sheep. They were common, and they were not educated. They were illiterate. And they were considered the lowliest of members of society, these shepherds. But God had a purpose 
for these shepherds. God saw them entirely different. And as a matter of fact, God saw them so entirely different that they didn't even know that their lives were about to be changed. These shepherds who were ceremonially unclean were, 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 were responsible for raising the sacrificial lambs for the temple in Jerusalem. Can, can you imagine? Just think about this. The very ones that were being rejected were the ones who were raising the lambs that would be sacrificed in the temple. These men. These men, that's what they did. And yet, they could not even go into the temple. They couldn't go. But God changed all of that. And we're going to see that later on in the text. These shepherds were not respected or included. They, they, didn't, they, they were not included in a lot of things. They were left out of a lot of stuff because of who they were. And sometimes we leave out people because of who they are, because we think that they don't deserve to be included. But God saw these men in a different light. Somebody said, you got to be careful how you treat people because God is watching. These shepherds were not respected or included. These shepherds' names were not even mentioned. The names that I've mentioned. You know, if, if I mention the name of um, certain people, some of y'all just started, just, you know, you, because you're you so in love with them, if I mention the name of certain people, you just, you just sort of lose it. You know, we got these stars that we're so excited about. I never will forget uh, years ago when I went to pick up one of our speakers for the banquet. This is when I was working with child evangelism. And I was so excited uh, to see Bob Hope. Bob Hope was on the same plane as on Ms. Wisner. And I was just, I mean, I was just, I saw Bob Hope in person. I was just so excited. I was just, you know, I was just, you know. And, 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 and so I was, Ms. Wisner, did you see Bob Hope? He's, he's on the plane. Did you, did you see him? Did you get a chance to talk to him? And I was just all excited about it. And she just looked at me and she said, yes, I saw him, Dwayne. Ms. Wisner is about 85 years old. She said, yes, I saw him, Dwayne. And I said, I said, but did you get it? Did you talk to him? Did you get his autograph? Did you see? She said, uh, no, I didn't. I said, you were writ you didn't, she said, no, I didn't. I said, I said, why not? Why didn't you get his autograph? I mean, that's Bob Hope. And she said, he's people just like you and me. And, and, and from that point on, I was quiet the rest of the way. <laughs> didn't say a word after that because I learned a very valuable lesson. There are people just like you and me. These shepherds were people just like you and me. They, they, but they were considered as outcasts. These shepherds doing their job. They, their, their lives are about to be changed forever. And here we go. Look, 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 look at this, at verse 10. But an angel of the, the, the angels, an angel, verse 9, an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them. Now, can you imagine? Imagine this. Only thing they could see were the city lights, and, and there was, they were not really that bright. You know, it's not like you can see the outline of the city of Houston where you're driving up on 45 or I-10 or whatever. You can see the, all of that. It was not that bright. But they could see in a distance the lights or whatever that was coming up. And then all of a sudden, can you imagine? All of a sudden, an angel appears. Just like if, if you, were, you were, just say you were, in your, you were in, your, in your living room, and all of a sudden, an angel appears to you. You'd be just like those shepherds. You'd be afraid. And so this angel appeared, and, and, and the shepherds didn't know how to respond, didn't know how to react. And so the angel said, uh, 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 do not be afraid. The angel stood before them. And the very first thing that the angel said was, do not be afraid. You know why the angel said, do not be afraid? Because the angel knew that they were afraid. My question to you, what is it that you are afraid of? What is it? You're afraid of maybe losing your job? You might be afraid of your health declining? You might be afraid of maybe possibility of facing financial ruin or whatever. 
But the angel says, do not be afraid. Whatever it is that you're facing, whatever it is that you may be going through, do not be afraid. I'm going to tell you why in just a moment. The angel said, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Uh, 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 for behold, the angel says, I'll bring you, look at this, good news. And she not, the angel not just said uh, good news, but, but of great joy, which will be for all the people. Now, y'all do know what that word all means, right? Well, just in case, just in case this is your first time listening to Pastor Lawrence and you never heard my definition of the word all, let me give it to you. You might want to write this down. It's a real heavy definition. All means all, and that's all it means. So, so all the people, all the people, all the people, and it says this, all the people of, of, for, for today in the city of David, there's been born for you a Savior who is who? Christ the Lord. The angels stood before them. The glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were afraid. They were afraid. Can you imagine an angel appearing? Now, a lot of times we make the mistake, and um, I guess it's an appropriate place to say this, uh, but, but we make the mistake a lot of times when, when, a, when a person passes, or, you know, they, 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 they leave us, and we'll make the statement, he or she got their wings. We, we, we say that, we, you know, and we, we don't mean any harm by it, but we say they got their wings, but literally they don't, they don't, uh, they, they don't, it doesn't happen. <laughs> the, the, only, the only one had wings are angels. And not all the angels had wings, you know, the seraphims, the cherubims, they're, they're the ones that had the wings. The, the only wings you get in this world is, is at French's and, and churches and all that kind of stuff. You don't, <laughs> you don't get wings when you leave here. That, that song about two wings, the fly away, two wings, the veil my, biblically incorrect. I just thought I'd throw that out at you. But the angel, the angel, the angel, the angel, <laughs> the angel said, do not be afraid. Because, I mean, imagine, imagine this. There they are, out there, keeping watch over their flock, watching over their sheep, and all of a sudden, you know, this burst of light shows. And we get excited when we hear a little, you know, I'm in my bed and I hear a little sound in the kitchen. But can you imagine what it must have been for those shepherds? All of a sudden, you know, the, the, the light appears and here's this huge angel standing there talking to them and the very first thing the angel says do not be afraid do not be afraid that's what the angel said do not be afraid do not be afraid and, and here we go he said he said this will be a sign for you you will find the babe wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. The shepherds were completely unprepared for what they were witnessing. They were just not ready. They, they were not ready to grasp what was happening to them at this particular moment. But their lives were about to change forever. These men who were considered as outcasts, these men who were considered spiritual outcasts, these men who were ceremonially unclean, now God has a special plan for their lives. And just as God has a special plan for their lives, God also has a special plan for your life and my life. That's why we're all not, see, we make the mistake. We make the mistake as, as, as Christians. And, and, and unfortunately, Christians are good at this. We make the mistake of competing and comparing. I'm going to say that again. We make the mistake 
of competing and comparing. We, we, we just, we just, we just, you, it just something in us that, 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 that want to, want to make you believe or make you think uh, that I'm projecting this thing that I got it going on. And when I'm really running scared, somebody said the person that talks the most is probably the one that's the most afraid of all. <laughs> I don't know whether that's true or not, but the, the, the angel said, uh, this will be a sign of you. We, 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 you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. You notice, notice, notice at the birth of Jesus, there was no news in the Bethlehem journal. Didn't, didn't come to the rich folk, the wise people, the scholars, the priests, people in the temple. They didn't even know what was going on. They didn't have a clue that night. But these shepherds did. God, why, why did God, why didn't God go to the University of, uh, let, me, let me back up. Why didn't he go to the University of Bethlehem? Why didn't he put the announcement in the, in the Bethlehem Journal? He didn't do that. So he, he God did his thing, and, and I love what God does. God just, he just doesn't do things the way we think he ought to do things. Look, look, can you imagine me trying to tell God what he needs to do. He's sovereign. You know, it's, it's okay. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's okay to make the request. But there's a difference between making a request and then telling God what you want him to do. You make the request and you say, God, if it be your will, let this happen, let this go, whatever. But you know, you don't tell God what to do. See, some of y'all looking at me kind of strange because you think that's, that, that you should be able to do that. Well, he's sovereign. The, these shepherds, these shepherds, let me get back to them. They, 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 were, they, they, they were afraid. But the angel said, don't be afraid because you are receiving some good news. These men who were, not, who were not able to go into the temple because they were ceremonially unclean are now going to have the opportunity to make a difference in their world. God chose them. The people that we would not have chosen, God chose them. The people that you and I overlook, God chose them. The people that you and I think do not have it going on, God chose them. And as I get a little bit older in my, my day, Lord willing, uh, next birthday I have, Lord willing, I'll be 72, March 19th. And, and, the, and the older I get, the more I realize how little I really know. It's all about God, what he wants to do. He said, he said, he said, he said, I'll bring you, he told him, I'll bring you good news. I'll bring you good news, bring you good news. The good news was not just for the shepherds, but for all the people. It says, for there is born to you, referring to the shepherds, which includes you and me, Notice what, what the angel said. This day, at this very moment, all of this was happening. All this was going on with those shepherds. And those shepherds didn't have a clue what was going on. But I love what they did. I love what they did. They, it says, in, in, the, in the city of David, Bethlehem, uh, in Bethlehem, a Savior destined, look, look at this, destined to die for the sins of the world. Yes, your sins and my sins. We keep forgetting that Christmas and Easter 
Resurrection Sunday ties in together. Jesus, the Son of God, was born to die. He was born to die for you and for me. He was born to die. And as a result of him doing that, then we have a relation. We can have a relationship with the Lord because who he is. Who is he? He is Christ the Lord. He is Christ the Lord. And these shepherds, the ones whose lives were different, are now going to be able to tell people whom they couldn't even, another thing about these shepherds, they couldn't even witness in a court of law. But God had a plan for them that night. And God is going to show us the importance of sharing our faith. Y'all knew at some point that was going to come in the message, right? So, so, so they, 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 they were, the angel said, he's Christ Lord. And, and then he told them, this would be a sign to you. This is what you look for. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And, the, and, then, and then the Bible says that the, that the other angels got excited by what they were hearing. Not only was this angel there by himself, or without, but all of a sudden the heavenly hosts just, they just, they just we, look, we can't take it anymore. We got to get in on this. And, and, and the heavenly hosts appeared and they began to say, glory to God in the highest. And some of us won't even say amen. And here are these angels. Because see, they knew. They knew the importance of what was happening. They recognized what was going on. And we sometimes just take so much for granted because of, you name it. We just, we just take so much for granted. We just, we just want keep, to keep going, business as usual. And we don't even want even stop and pause and take time out and look at what God has done. A multitude of angels joined in, in the angel of the Lord. And then they, and, and, and they just, the, the glory of the Lord had, had not been in, in Israel for 100 years until now. And guess what? It happened in the presence of these men, shepherds, who were unclean, who were ceremonially unclean according to the Levitical laws and all that kind of stuff. The very people who were considered outcasts, God chose them for something very special. The late Dr. Manuel L. Scott Sr. said to us years ago as a, as a as young preacher, and I was there in, in, in Mount Corinth and all that, and he, he was always, I love to hear Dr. Scott because the man always is just so full of wisdom and all that and everything, and he was always telling us the importance of treating people the way you want to be treated. He would always say, before you say something, put yourself in that person's shoes. We are so quick to make judgments. And these shepherds were not allowed to go to church because of who they were. Now look at the, look at the shepherd's response. Look at the shepherd's response. They, they, I, I like what they said when the angel, look, look at this. It says, uh, 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 verse 15, when the angels had gone away from them in the heavens, into the heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, look, let us go straight to Bethlehem. There was no discussion. There was no debate. They, they, they had made up their minds. We're going and see this thing that has happened. And notice what they, notice what they said, which the Lord had made known, not the angel. But the Lord made this known to us. We, we, we got to go. Y'all only, I really only have three points, really. This is, this is just a lot of sub points getting to the three points. But, but, but he said, let, let us, they said, let us go and, 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 and see what the Lord has made known unto us. And, and look, what they, look what they did. They, they, they left the sheep. 
Now, I don't know whether somebody, I don't know whether the, the junior shepherd stayed with the sheep. I don't know. I don't know whether they chose the youngest to stay with the sheep or whatever. All I know is, is they said, let's go. And, and shepherds don't leave sheep unattended because sheep can't take care of themselves. I, I don't know the rest of the story when it comes to All I know is they said, let's go. And they went to Bethlehem. And what I like about it is that they were, the first thing, the fir first point is, is this. The shepherds were convinced of the reliability of the message. They were convinced. They, they, they were convinced of the reliability of the message because they said it came from the Lord. How many times you've heard God speak to us through a sermon, through a message, through a whatever, and we know that it was God doing that, and we just denied it. We overlooked it. We didn't pay any attention to it. We didn't give any thought to it. And yet God said, that these shepherds, they were convinced of the reliability of the message because they said, let us go. The shepherds came with haste. They came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe just as the angel said to them. Y'all know, know that I've seen uh, nativity scenes and all that kind of stuff with all kinds of people around them. But y'all know the only people that showed up the night of Jesus' birth were the shepherds. The wise men were not there. I've seen the nativity scenes where they got the wise men, shepherds, and, and even Santa. <laughs> at the nativity scene, at the manger. He really needs to be there anyway. <laughs> but anyway that's, he, and, and, and the only people that showed up the night of his, of his birth were the shepherds. The wise men didn't come until later. Matter of fact, it was about two years later that they came. And when they came, they didn't find him in a manger. See how quiet y'all got in? Y'all looking, wondering, where did he get that from? Let's go to Matthew chapter 2 real quick. So it had to be about two years later. Let's go to Matthew chapter 2, and I'm going to show you. Right here, it says in Matthew chapter 2, uh, they, 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 we, we talk about the wise men coming, and they're coming, and they're, they're there, and they're inquiring about the baby Jesus, and they get, then the star appears over the house where the child was, and we see in verse 11 of Matthew chapter 2, what does it say? And after coming into the manger, no, after coming into the what? The house. They were not at the manger the night of his birth. Some of y'all didn't know that, but now you know. They're coming to the house. They saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and did what? They worship him. Now, how do we know it's about two years later? Keep reading. Look at verse 16. See, Herod was a madman. He wanted, he, he, he told the wise men, now, when y'all go and y'all find him, y'all come back and tell me because I want to worship him. Liar. I want to kill him. I'm not telling y'all that, but that's what I want to do. I want to kill him. And so when the wise men didn't go back because God wanted to go another way, Herod got upset. And look at verse 16. Then when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the Magi, he became very enraged and sent and slew all the children, male, who were in Bethlehem and all its vicinity from two years old and under. The wise men didn't come until some two years later and they came and they found him in the house. But when they did, they worshiped him. Why do you come to church? Out of duty, out of responsibility? Well, everybody expect me to be there? Or do you come to worship God? We see, we just, we just, we just get so, it becomes so mundane sometimes we forget who we're worshiping. 
We're always trying to, I tell you, we have this idea that we're always trying to impress folk. Some people can't even enjoy the service because of being distracted sometimes. Some of y'all will catch that later. You just, you know, we, these, these shepherds, they were not distracted. They were convinced of the reliability of the message because they stopped what they were doing and they said, let us go and let us go see this thing which the Lord had made known unto us. And when they, when they saw him, when the shepherds saw Jesus, they knew that what the Lord had said to them was true. These men who were considered outcasts, these men who were considered spiritually illiterate, these men who could not go to the temple, these men who were lonely, these men lived a life of poverty, God chose them. The ones that we, would, we wouldn't choose, God chose them. They, 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 they saw the babe. They made, and, and so they were so excited. I like what they, what they did. So they came with haste and they found Mary and the Joseph and the baby. Then, and then look, look at verse 17. When they had seen this, look, look at what they did. They didn't keep it to themselves. That's another thing we're good at Christians, that we Christians are good at too. We keep a lot of stuff to ourselves. And then we'll forget, I was listening to Dr. Maybe it was, um, I can't remember what, what show that I was listening to, but anyway, they were, just, they were telling about uh, the trip to Israel. And their guide, uh, he was telling them about giving them a tour, and he was doing all these kind of things. And so the, the leader decided he would take some time off and just, you know, at the break or whatever, talk to the guide about the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he took the time and went over and talked with him. And uh, the guide who had been given these tours for a long time and, and everything, he, had, he, had, he, he said, he told him after he shared the gospel with him, he said, he said, you're the first Christian who talked to me about Jesus. He said, I've done many tours, had many Christians to come over, but you're the first to talk to me about Jesus. And then he said, oh, I get it, I get it, I understand, I understand. He said, they are like knowing that people are thirsty. There's water in the desert. They need water in the desert, and we know where the water is, but we won't tell them how they can find the water. We know people are hurting. We know they're in need of Christ. And we keep it to ourselves. Yeah, y'all knew this was coming. Second Saturdays. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know you can't be here every second Saturday. But when was the last time you were here? When we went out. Sure, I think. These, these, I'm not, I'm not trying to run no guilt trip on anybody. I'm just telling you the truth. If, 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 you, if you feel that way, don't blame me. I'm just the messenger. These shepherds, they didn't keep it to themselves. Look, look at what they did. They, 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 they just, they didn't, and when they had seen this, they, 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 they kept quiet about it. No. Verse 17 says, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. So second point is that the shepherds communicated the reality of the message. They, they, they communicated the reality of it because they knew that Jesus Christ had been born. They were, they, 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 they were convinced, and because they were convinced, then they communicated what they were convinced of. Do you really believe that Jesus Christ can change a person's life? 
When was the last time you told somebody that? When was the last time? You know, we, we want to talk about our cars. We want to talk about what my, my Christmas dinner. This is what I'm going to be fixing for Christmas. My Christmas dinner. And we pass people every day who need to know Jesus. And we just pass them up. And some of y'all know the Lord said to you, you need to talk to that person. But I'm, I'm going to be late. For my appointment, I never will forget. I was I was in in the medical center on the elevator, and these people are never I never seen these before in my life. Got on the elevator, Methodist Hospital, and they were talking about all kind of stuff. And they happened to lean over and ask me, "Had I seen it? Why did they do that?" <laughs> and I said, "No, I was at church during that time. You were at church." I said, yes, I was at church. I said, I, I, well, I go to church on Sundays. And then all of a sudden, just like got quiet just then, that's what was in the elevator. <laughs> they stopped talking. And I just, I just said, yeah, I go to church and I, I love the Lord Jesus Christ. I've accepted him as my personal Savior. I wasn't there. I was at church. And the elevator got quiet. And I, I don't know how God gonna, how he was going to use that, but those people realized that there may be something different, there may be something better to do than what I was thinking about. Maybe I need to go to church. Haven't been there in a while. But these shepherds, my, my point is that the shepherds communicated the reality of the message. They, they communicated it. And look, and look at the response of the people. Look at verse 18, Luke chapter 2. Look at verse 18. Look, and all. Y'all hear that? Y'all see that? And all who heard it wondered the things which were told them by the shepherds. You know why they wondered? Because they knew these shepherds. They knew the kind of people they were. They were convinced that something happened to change the lives of these men, whom we consider as outcasts, whom we know are ceremonially unclean. We know that about them, but something has happened to them. Something has changed their lives, and we see it. We see it. Didn't the scripture say that all who heard it Wondered at the things was told them by the shepherds. They wondered. The shepherds were the first to hear about the birth of Christ. And then the shepherds' response was to worship Christ. And the shepherds were the first to tell the message about Christ. The ones who were ceremonially unclean. God used them in a mighty way. And all the people who heard it were amazed at what they had heard from the shepherds because they knew these men. They knew, these, they knew, the, they knew the kind of people these people were, these shepherds were. They were not educated. How could they have such knowledge? How could they know? I mean, I, now, now let, me, let, me just, let me just think, let me just use my imagination of y'all is not biblical. Let me just use my imagination. I want y'all to understand that. Maybe they ran across that night a professor at the, at the University of Bethlehem. Maybe. Maybe. He said, what, what did you say? I haven't studied that. It's not, I, I, I haven't studied, I don't see that in my, in my studies. Maybe they ran across a, a preacher. I don't know. I don't know who they, run, who they run across, but the Bible says all the people who heard what the shepherds had to say were amazed at it because these shepherds communicated the reality of the message and they were convinced of the reliability of the message. They knew 
that this message didn't come from no angel. It came from God. And because it came from God, we got to tell somebody. We got to tell somebody. Y'all, I miss the mark too. Yeah, I don't, I don't always share my faith the way I, the way I should. I, don't, I'm, I, I come short too, just like you. But when we have an opportunity, we ought to take advantage of it. This world needs to know about Jesus. And we're the one that God has chosen to do that. And we need to tell them. When God gives an opportunity to do it, we need to do it. And, and I, know some, I know some of y'all are going to disagree with me on this, but that's not my problem. That's your problem. Some people say, well, I don't share my faith because I don't have the gift of evangelism. Well, you know why you don't have the gift of evangelism? Because there's no such thing as gift of evangelism. I said that kind of fast, what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I know some people have that, you know, where, where they, they've been called to go and that's all they do, share the gospel. They, they do crusades and all that kind of stuff. But every last one of us as a believer, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then you have been commissioned to share your faith. You have been conditioned to share your faith. You have been chosen to share your faith. You have been called to share your faith. A lot of people say, I'm just going to leave that to the preacher. Let Pastor Lawrence do that. No. We are who we are by the grace of God. Are you really convinced of the message of Christmas? Will you communicate the reality of the message? But notice the response of Mary. The Bible says in verse 19, but Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. Mary's response was that she kept all these things. She made it a matter of private meditation and reflection, and she pondered them in her heart. And, and this, is, this is her conclusion. As she had left it to God before, She'll leave it to God again. I don't understand all these things that are happening. I don't understand all, all the things that are going on. But I do know this, that I gave birth to a son. And the angel told me we need to call his name Jesus because he's going to save his people from their sins. That's what I do know. That was Mary's response. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. And my last point is, the shepherds celebrated the revelation of the message. They celebrate the revelation of the message. They, they were convinced of the reality of the message. They communicated the reality of the message. And then they celebrated the revelation of the message. Why? Because the message of hope to the shepherds was a message of hope to all the world. Let's go back and look at what the angel said. The angel said in verse, in verse, um, in verse uh, 10, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy. Look at this. Which will be for what? All the people. For this child born in Bethlehem is for all the people. Now, you and I both, we all know that not everybody's going to get excited about you telling them about Jesus. And we all know that the most difficult people to witness to are people in our own family. You know why? Because they know us. I never forget when I, <laughs> when I shared my oldest sister Maddie, bless her heart, she's in heaven now. I never forget when I shared with her my call into the ministry. And she said, not you, Dwayne. <laughs> because my sister knew me. She changed my diapers and all that kind of stuff. She knew. But we need to tell the story. 
Because this child that was born, the good shepherd, is going to lay down his life for you and for me. This good shepherd who purchased the sheep by his blood of eternal covenant. This shepherd, the guardian of our souls. This chief shepherd who would come again for his own with reward of a crown of unfading glory because he's coming back someday. And when he comes back, this next time, brothers and sisters, he's not going to die on the cross. He's coming back for all those men and women and boys and girls who accept him as their personal Savior, and he's going to take us to be with him in heaven forever. But in the meantime, there's work to be done. There are people who need to know about Jesus. And God just may, no doubt about it, God wants to use you and me to tell them about Jesus. Are you convinced? Will you communicate it? And then will you celebrate the real message of Christmas? I, I would tell y'all about that little, that little fella, but y'all know how I feel about him. But there's only one person that can touch every house all around the world in one night. And that's Jesus. That's Jesus. He's the good shepherd. And 2,000 years later, 2,000 years later, we continue to celebrate the Lamb. And we join the company of those shepherds who were the first to do so. We just join in those shepherds and we just tell everybody we get a chance because people need to see somebody whose life has been changed because of the relationship that they have with Jesus. Have your life been changed? Are you convinced? Will you communicate? Will you celebrate the real meaning of Christmas. It's all about Jesus. I'm finished. The word of God is clear. Those shepherds' lives were changed forever. I know y'all shocked. I know y'all surprised. Somebody said, you don't have to say a whole lot if you organize and get going. Don't, don't y'all take that anywhere else, okay? Just remember. Somebody said, the greatest decision that I ever made in my life was when I accepted Christ as my personal Savior. And as a result of that decision, my life was changed for the rest of my life. And y'all, all I try to do is just share the word with you. All I try to do is just live the life that God has, has blessed me to live. And I, I really want my life to count for the, for the kingdom. I, I gave up trying to impress people a long time ago. I gave that up. Because I realize you can't please everybody all the time. But, but my goal, my focus is to please God. Because he's the only one that will say to me, well done. Well done. Well done. Well done.